<laughs> if you want the raw version, yeah. I'm just looking around to see if I had a second set of headphones for you. Here. Not at all, but uh, you can just hear your voice when you're drifting apart. You kind of want to be about this far away from the mic. So you want me closer? I want you closer. No, I can be as close as you want me to be, mate. Oh. You said no to my backroom casting couch idea. Knew <laughs> <laughs> that fat ice straight off the bat. <laughs> um, so, so if Pornhub started to like tout that they had their... <laughs> I'm a married man, man. I'm not to look at that sort of thing. You know that. <laughs> married people don't look at porn? Nope. Huh. Nope. One's Is it a, a form ones of... want to keep their marriage, say... <laughs> is it considered a form of cheating? Ah, uh, yes and no. Like, you know, there's all sort of these young people doing stupid things, and I haven't, well, I haven't watched any videos like that in a very, very long time. Hi, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. Uh... I probably should give up on that and try to get back to the real world now that the uh, COVID's over. But like I was thinking about it, I haven't had a girlfriend since vines were still a thing. Oof! <laughs> I hey, you gotta just you know you gotta drop your standard a bit, mate. Like I always want to tell people, we say you gotta slay a few dragons before you find your princess. I haven't had a girlfriend in two presidents. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I for the for the longest time, I had I had I didn't have a girlfriend, nothing. I had a couple of relationships that were like lasted a couple of weeks to a month. Yeah. But there was nothing ever serious until until I met Kim. And the love of your life, the love of, the love of my you life. You say it every day at work. Every single m- waking moment. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem was, I was on the other side of the world. So it becomes, it becomes a magical thing when you have these uh, internet relationships, you know, that I wasn't out looking for love. It yeah. still sort of happened. Like I was, I was off work way back when and then I had surgery on my wrist, so I was off work for two weeks and I was on the MSN chat rooms at the time. <laughs> Remember those old puppies? Oh, my God, yes. I tried to pick up my first yeah. girls in the uh, MSN chat rooms. Yeah. I was a child. <laughs> I was not predatory. <laughs> But yeah, I met her, I met her through there, and we were just friends for the longest time. Like there was not there was nothing, you know, trying to get her attention, but like signing on, signing off, signing on, signing off. That's oh, it. my internet's so weird tonight. It's all playing <laughs> up. <laughs> you want to play tic tac toe? You know, you know, it's it's hard, especially when you got dial up. You remember the dial up sounds? Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. It takes time to 
<laughs> takes on the log bug in. Yeah. Kids will never know, man. Well, it's, uh, it's, it is interesting that now internet relationships are so... Like I would say the vast majority of people I know have yep. gotten married or found long-term significant others from the internet, uh, which just makes sense. The dating apps, it's just synonymous. That's the way that it goes. But yeah. like I've been on them a few times, and I get no interaction or feedback or anything so i don't even know what i'm like fucking up yeah. but like the worst thing in the world i could do is like hey guys let's go in the office and uh let's all work on my profile because i could just fucking imagine the roasting i would get <laughs> oh yeah hey tim do you have a picture that's less disgusting <laughs> well the thing is like with, with with tinder and all that shit like people get on there and they'll, they'll put what they want you know, the guys and girls say, I'm just looking for for this, I'm looking for that. I'm not looking for a love or a relationship. I'm just looking to get my rocks off because there's nothing more important than getting your rocks off. Yeah. I'm looking for a girl with a good credit score at this point. Yeah, that's always a good <laughs> I want to buy that house. Well, we could if, be you, if, you, if, you're, if you get a girl that's already got a house, that's sort of, you know, it's, oh, it saves you the whole mortgage, whole mortgage thing. You just... You sort of just add on. You're an add-on. Plus one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll do what your wife did, is just get a mail-order husband from uh, Australia. Exactly. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is Bearded and Bored. This week I am joined by a friend. And, uh, you know, something I was hoping to do is get a little bit more international, have a little bit more diversity in uh, the guests that I have on. I'm joined this week by Chris V., that's right. From Australia. <laughs> uh, I figured just to, to warm us up, I would try some hypothetical questions just to see, you know, get us thinking. Yep. Uh, would you still jack off if when you came, your semen was just as big, was just one big sperm, and afterwards you'd have to fight it? Well, I guess you already answered that. You don't jack off anymore. Unless it's the pictures of <laughs> you, your wife. You, you jag off to a fucking boneless child. A sing, one singular boneless. How big is this boneless child we're talking here? Um, it says as much as you normally come. All right. So, like, it's not very big. So we're looking like a splat of venom sort of, like, coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to kill you, but it, that's just going to haunt you. Like, if you forget yeah. about it and you just pass out afterwards because yeah. you get real sleepy... That shit's just circling yeah. you. There's, there's trying to a get solution, in your ear. We get a spatula and a fucking... <laughs> and a Tupperware container, mate. Seal the lid, put it in the freezer. Happy days. Hey, man, we're, we're solving the world's problems right That's now. That's right. And on the second round, you got two. You can put them together and they can fight to the death. <laughs> Whoever wins, they get to fight me. Uh, would you take $10 million, but for the rest of your life, there's a snail that's trying to get you. And you can't ever be touched by the snail, otherwise you'll die. It's going for you at all times, but at the speed of a snail. So you could go to a different country and try to forget about it, but eventually, the snail would show up. Well, this depends on the snail, because if the snail lives a normal life cycle, it's going to die. I'm not saying... The snail is immortal. Alright, it's an immortal snail. A snail size... And it's malicious. It fucking hates you. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably take the cash, mate. Take the cash? Yeah. Should you? Okay. What if the snail, the like, uh, it's not only you, like loved ones, 
Like it tries to get at you through through the people you love. No, that that no, that's a different ball game. There, that's when you start to think about others. In that case, I'll probably drop the ten nil then. So I thought I'd just like hand it back to him, send him an e transfer. You know what I do? What? Well, <laughs> I, I, I get the ten million dollars, then I take out life insurance policies on everybody close to me. <laughs> I start tripling and quadrupling my money. <laughs> And then I set up like salt rings around whatever mansion I have on my nice little island and I just let shit play out. <laughs> oh no! Auntie died! But it can always, like, if this snail is that focused on you, just coming for you, mm-hmm. you can put it in a Tupperware container. Tupperware solves, solves all the world's problems, mate. <laughs> next, you're going to tell me. Put it right next to the bonus <laughs> child, that's what you want killing? Make them fight, put it on the internet, and make some more money. Fresh batch every day. Uh, you find a book and begin to read it and only discover that it is your life and you get to the point that you're at now. Do you turn the page knowing that you will be able, you will not be able to change the events to come? Well, that's fine. Getting told that your life's already written. Why would you? Why would you want to turn? You know, like, if, if you keep turning the pages, see where you're going, see where you're at, no matter what you do, it's going to... It's going to play out just like that. Yeah. So, you know, you might turn the page and you're like, shit, I die in a car accident tomorrow. What are you going to do? You make it as funny as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming for you. You know you cannot avoid it. You got some Final Destination shit on. You, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that instant to like what you put in the car with you. That's going to just leave people fucking wondering, like, uh, you set up a kiddie pool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Put my clothes on backwards. Yeah. You have like a dozen uh, eggs that you've hard boiled and named. (laughs) John on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I understand the point there. But nah, I wouldn't read. I wouldn't read on. Unless, unless it was able to provide me information, which is beneficial to me. Yep. But you never know. That's the thing. It's a... You never know. Well, and if you can't change the events, how beneficial is it? Exactly. Uh... But wasn't there a Nicolas Cage movie where he got to see like a minute or two into the future and he can always... You'll see himself trying to talk up a girl at a bar it doesn't work and he and he figures out exactly what to say the movie is called next and uh it's jessica beale for some reason falls in love with him yeah (laughs) (laughs) i gotta tell you nicholas cage is one of my favorite actors of all time yeah and i believe when his story is finished being written people will have to recognize he could be the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, I, I think he's up there. He's just he's just made some very poor uh, financial decisions. Buying T Rex skulls and Buying. comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but, but hopefully he redeems himself there. Yeah, I just I don't like. Sure, other people have smaller, better catalogs, but you look at even his flops are great. Like, testaments to him just wanting to fuck around and do whatever Nicolas Cage wants to do. What, are you talking about the color purple? Was it the... Oh, God, the, uh... 
What was the, the spinoff of he was trying to do uh... Face Off? <laughs> face Off is great. <laughs> Con Air. Con Air. Con Air. Snake Eyes. Uh, <laughs> next. I liked Lord of War. That Never was a good man. movie. Oh, Lord of War was good. There's uh, two movies that I got to see. Pig came out last year where he's a truffle hunter and someone steals his prize pig. So he's got to go hunting for his pig. Yeah. And it got like Oscar buzz. It was so good. Nice. But, um, I'm also going to have to check out the one that's coming up because it seems like he's just spoofing himself in. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So I want to check it out. Yeah. I don't know if it's theater worthy because like for $15, are well, you really going to do it or? That's why usually, if you got some people that do movie reviews that you trust, on like on YouTube, I usually check them out first, see what they have to say. If it's good, I'll check it out. Like Couch Critics Canada, the podcast that I put on that you've obviously I, listened to and religiously, Re- absolutely. You know I can check. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking lie to me. <laughs> Yeah. Come into my fucking home. Well, talk me, about movie reviewers. Let, like, let me tell you about how much I know about podcasting. I don't even know if like people can leave comments or whatever. I barely know. <laughs> so you ever checked it out? You ever looked at your comments? Yeah. Like, are they pretty positive or no? <laughs> pretty pretty custard, huh? Uh, yeah. One called one guy called me like some kind of super douche. The other ones are just people that had liked me, uh, like the friends and family. And, like, the one or two other ones would have been people that I've exchanged, uh, like, uh, reviews with. But I stopped doing that because I just seemed cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> if review enjoy, for your review, guys. If, if you enjoy doing it, mate. Or maybe you just need the right... You might need, like, a, 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 co, a co-host or something like that. Yeah. I, I need somebody that is talented at this that I can ride their coattails and do all of the work. So you, you do the button push and they do the they do the yabbering on. As soon as I find somebody that's funny, I'll you know, like you're <laughs> good for practice time. for when I find that person. Yeah. That's true. I could be the win. I could be it, mate. You could be it. People might be blowing your shit up right now saying, Hey, that Chris guy, he's alright. Yeah. Put, put him back on. Well, we talked about it. Like we'll figure out a way to get subtitles on this so people can understand you. I want thirty five cents an hour, mate. <laughs> thirty five cents. <laughs> Uh, if there's any kind of profit sharing, it's split down the middle evenly among all people that have contributed. Unless your face goes on something, and then it's 60-40 split. 60 to you, 40 to me. Um, I'm going to go to my podcast dashboard because I can check out my statistics. Uh, these pops are here for you, man. You oh. can take your choice. You got to take my pick of a tinny. I'll go on last day. I don't know if... Sometimes you just make up words and you expect us Canadians to be to go along with it. Well, it's a tinny, tinny. mate. Look, it's a tinny. Well, we usually call it tinny a beer. It's in a can. We don't call it soda. We call it fizzy drink. Uh, In this area of Canada, we call it a pop. That's right. I've been in Canada for seven years and I still figure the shit like. How many Australian listens have I had all time? Oh, that's just in the last month. So, yeah, this part of the reason I'm having you on is to pander yeah. to your country. Ah. Um, you got you got to you got to tell the Aussies in the way they they can relate. So, hey, you so cunts. Listen up, you pricks. <laughs> I'm talking here. Listen. 
Uh, is Queensland a good place? 139 people have listened to us from there. Yeah, they're alright. They got a shitty side of Argentine, but mm. Queensland, yeah. My mum lives up there, so I can't knock them too much. Alright, fuck Queensland. Uh, New South Wales, we have 222. <laughs> yeah, mate. That's hometown. Yeah, I'm from the gong, mate. Wollongong. Victoria. That's the, that's the city that you guys pretend to have. Uh, oh, sorry, the province or whatever you fuck call it. Uh, state. State? State. State, no. We have states and territories. <laughs> yeah, trying to be a little America, eh? Um, so that, that's the one with Sydney in it, where you guys pretend to be cultured. You got nah, the big, that, like, No, they've fucking... got Melbourne. they got Sydney, which yeah. is in New South Wales, oh, and okay. Melbourne, which is in Victoria. Melbourne's the good one. Yeah. They're... Sydney's the one that, like, ooh, we've got an opera house. And then every opportunity that any foreign news shows Australia, they're like, hey, look at our one spot of culture. Yeah. yeah that, I ain't gonna lie, mate. Sydney side is a pretty uh, single-minded thing in their shit, don't stink. <laughs> That's right, I said it. Expect all you pricks in Bondi. Get fucked. <laughs> uh, Western Australia, 61. Probably just lost some viewers there, mate. Northern Territory, there's two. That's where all the abos live. That's where the aboriginals live, mate. Abos is a bit of a... It's right. A bit of a not... You, you don't call them abos. Not to their face. But I'm Métis, so, like, we're cousins. Well, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both First Nations. We were both invaded. and Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, hey, oh, I'm brown-skinned, too. But I'm from originally South America, my father. You salsa into the house today. salsa in. And South Australia, 22. Really creative naming. West, South, North... And then Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing well, in Tasmania. We are very yet. creative, mate. Like, this is back in the early 1900s. Yeah. And so, like I was saying, like, this entire episode is me just trying to pander to the Australians. They they love podcasts. Hopefully that we can build you and I a Australian rapport, cross borders, shake hands. But one thing that I came across that I am deeply interested in is the white trash of australia your nascar loving like the bogans the bogans the bogans we have trailer trash in canada and it sounds a lot like what you guys have in your uh <clears throat> in your bogans, bogans and the deras derelicts how do you know if a boat uh how do you know if you're a bogan how do you know you let your 16 year old daughter smoke at the dinner table in front of her kids. <laughs> what do you call a bogan girl in a white tracksuit? The bride. Jesus. <laughs> uh, how does a bogan get a girlfriend? By responding to a message on the wall of a men's room truck stop. <laughs> <laughs> What does a bogan use as protection during sex? The bus shelter. <laughs> uh, what what's the difference between a boy bogan boy and a bogan girl? The girl has a higher sperm count. Body, how much? Why wasn't Jesus born in Sydney? He couldn't find three wise men and a virgin. 
<laughs> Can't argue with that, mate. Cannot argue with that. Now, I, I don't know if this one's true. You're going to have to tell me. Uh, why are murders in Tasmania so hard to solve? Because there's no dental records and all the DNA matches? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Must be all the apples they're writing down there. What do you call an Aussie with a hundred girlfriends? A farmer. I think that we're building something here. Do you? That's true. Yeah. So how do you circumcise a bogan? Kick a sister in the jaw. That's right. God damn, we have the same jokes. Exactly. <laughs> we found we found a mutual ground with our jokes. Yes. Yeah. For us, it's North of Seven, Trailer Trash, all that north stuff. Of, I don't understand that North of Seven shit. What, what is it, like a highway or something? Yeah. No. Well, so, yeah. yeah, they're all rednecks above it. Or at least that's the, the way that the old joke goes. I don't know if you've ever seen... Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen these. This is so fucking good. I'm just going to play... You know what? That train station, Yeah. the the Damo and Darren, that's the Dapto train station. I lived 10 minutes from there when I was growing up. No shit, eh? No shit. I guarantee oh I've, I've walked that train station quite a few times and I've seen, I've seen the pricks out there. It, so what is a bogan? Like what would have you had any experiences with these guys? Like, are they everywhere? Is it a small minority? Like real, hey, yeah, mate, you got a dairy I could spot off. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you know, I, I even here in Belleville, I had some prick come up to me one night, one evening around seven. Hey man, you got some change for a bus ride? I gotta get back to Kingston. Like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, mate. Like, the people use the same fucking line in Australia because they're trying to get a fix. Yeah, it's the opioids are getting bad around here, eh? Oh, yeah, like this is an excellent example of uh, of bogans at their absolute best. Uh, so this is an animated short uh, called Demo and Darren Siggy Butt Brain. And uh, I'm just going to play Damo, you cunt. Give us your lighter. Fuck off, man. I don't have one. Oi, what's your problem, mate? You'll be fucked in the head or something. No, I just you're don't. You're fucked, mate. No, you're fucked. I just don't want to give you my lighter. Because <laughs> you're always fucking me lighter. Always steal on the fucking lighters, you. Can you, like, for one second not be a fuckwit? Mm-hmm. Don't you vargans going up in there, mate? You got anything up there in your thick fucking skull? Like that, mate? <laughs> like, don't you munching? You got nothing but fucking siggy butts up there now. You got a siggy butt brain. That's what <laughs> they're gonna call you, mate. They're gonna no, call you siggy butt brain. No, no, no. You siggy butt brain. What you doing, mate? You you free, mate. That's the thing with these guys, man. They, they they talk like that in real life and like they're not talking quiet every prick on the train station can hear them yeah and they just they just like no filter they just no filter and they talk that sort of shit it feels like because I've seen those guys like uh, Oshawa is bad for it for that type of person like, yep. it seems to be everywhere where like they get they realize at an early age that if they're aggressive most people don't want anything to do with them. Like it's easier to go about your day to just yep. ignore that prick for a couple of minutes. But you know, they just go through life being fucking derelicts and taking everything and thinking the world owes them something. Crushing. Them. <laughs> oh yeah. Like there's, there's been, 
three, about three or four times in my life in Australia where I was between jobs and I was, you go to a place called Centrelink, which is like a, for, for people that can't work, they got they get disability payments or people looking for a job, they get job allowance payments and all that. Oh, like EI, kind of like welfare, yeah. like government programs. But you have to go down there and you see the Darrow's down there all the time and they know how to scam the system. Yeah. But you got the mother with, I've seen like mothers with three, four kids all like between the ages of 16 and 22. And she's saying this is she's she's coaching the kids of what to tell the the, the social worker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Saying this is what you got to say so you get the payments without having to do fuck all. Fucking sucks. It, it, it's entertaining to watch. Like mm-hmm. you, you could just sit down there and just watch watch. It's like a fucking show. It's way more hidden in Canada right now, but it is prevalent. Like there there is a lot of it. I was reading up on on Bogans. I've done a lot of research and I've loved yeah. it. I saw you I sent you the Bogan Hunter uh video last night. I don't know if you saw it. But uh one person was asking, like, what's the most Bogan thing that you've ever seen? And one guy got his uh center link uh code tattooed on his wrist <laughs> so he could just go in and he wouldn't have to carry the paper with him. I was like, What the fuck is center link? No, I know. Oh my god! Yes, Centrelink. Like when you're supposed to be looking for a job, you gotta you got your your, your form, and you gotta ring up. All you have to do is call. Back in my day, it was like two two to three employers. Yeah, and you just ring them up. You you get the number out the the yellow pages. Remember that shit? <laughs> no, I'm or not. The white that old. pages, the yellow pages. Anyway, you can ring a plumber, you can ring an electrician, whatever. Say good day. I wonder if you've got any jobs at the moment. Ah, oh, sorry, we don't. I said, what's your name? My name's Rob. Thanks. So you just write, yep, I rang Rob, that number, no job. <laughs> Make three phone calls a week and you get your you get your payment. It's, but I know, well. I but know I work with you. I barely see you do any work there. I know. But just being at, being through the turnstiles enough. Yeah. You made it there. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Fucking dog fucker. No, I, uh... You know, when it comes down to things like protect the environment and fucking don't use this and don't do that because it's bad, it's bad. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. The, the elites, they got they got a plan. They know what they're doing. In all honesty, if there was a global elite running everything right now, they're not doing a terrible job. We've oh, had no. nuclear weapons for, what, 60 years at this point? We haven't used them? Yeah. They're doing pretty good. I don't know. I think, I think Putin's put a bit of a, bit of a wrench in the works there. He hasn't gotten approval yet from the, uh, the First World Order. Yeah, maybe. And what? A little bit of population control would hurt us? Well, they, they gave us COVID, thinking, you know, we can use this, we can knock off all the boomers. But no, everyone put their arms up saying, oh, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Well, and I... That's I why I always the, called it the boomer derma virus. <laughs> well, and, you know, people get upset when they think that, uh, oh, don't take the, the vaccine, the government's trying to control you, and they're going to microchip you, or it's going to kill us all. Why would they give us a vaccine that's going to kill the people that are going to do what they say? I mean, I'm all vaccine. for it. I'm going to fall in line. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've had my shots. 
I didn't agree with it, but I thought, you know what, fuck it. Gets a, gets my wife off my back about it. Lets me yeah. travel. You know, just give me my two jabs and... Hey, I took them because I want the world government to like me. I'll continue on. <laughs> Whenever they're going to get rid of the dissenters, I'll be a little sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm anyone takes me fucking seriously when I'm saying that shit? <laughs> oh, fuck. I, yeah, I'm fully mm. vaxxed. Fuck it. I don't care. I believe in science. Um, okay, this is the last, like, um, Bogan thing that I wanted to tell you about. Yep. Uh, there's a site called Wattpad. Now, I'm doing some research for another show I was going to do with uh, Samaya, and she was telling me about fan fiction. So I've uh, become engrossed in going into the different forms of fan fiction. I guess it's out there for everything. There's people that are highly addicted to it. It's Their entire life is to both read and uh, write different forms of fan fiction and it's on everything any kind of media you could ever imagine yeah people have written stories and 90 percent of them is about all of the characters fucking <laughs> you want to read like seinfeld and kramer just going ass to mouth i'm sure it's out Jesus. there but <laughs> why is why are people so obsessed with with that sort of shit not I don't know, but it's hilarious as an outside observer, and I hope I don't cross the Rubicon of, like, <laughs> I'm reading it ironically because it's funny to, like, <laughs> waking up one day. Getting full serious. <laughs> yeah, I'm shutting yeah. down the podcast, guys. Uh, it's taking too much time away from my fan fiction. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of Bogan fan fiction. You're going to be jagging it. Well, write that shit. Muzz. Should I put on my bad Aussie accent? Moses Aussie Day. Code SB in the spirit soil. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm Irish. Repeat, Kaz. Extreme Code SB in the, in the spirit soil. You know, there's a reason why I can't speak in a Canadian accent. And there's a fucking good reason why you can't speak in an Aussie accent. Oh well, just, I just be glad we can understand each other's twang. Yeah, you know, and if I were to learn any accent, I would go for something far more lyrical, beautiful. Like if I wanted to impress a girl, I'd be speaking with a New Zealand accent. <laughs> That's right, a second. He's right, man. You know, I've worked with a lot of the Cuzzy Bros. They're great workers, mate. I'll tell you what, they're probably the hardest fucking workers I've ever, I've ever fucking worked with. Bar none. Uh, oh, I was reading something that they were saying that uh, New Zealand fashion, uh, they're actually getting into kilts so the sheep don't hear the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you know about the sheep epidemic over there, mate? Hey, man, I've done my research. I want Australian listeners. <laughs> I would love for you to continue to come by and do this with mm-hmm. me. Did you did you know that it was actually a New Zealand man that invented the condom? No. Because the, originally the condom was made out of a sheep's intestines. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until about ten years later when an Australian man decided to take the intestines out of the <laughs> out of the sheep to use. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck New Zealand. Let's just focus on our Aussie <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
<laughs> what about what, what about some good classical Australian movies? Have you ever looked any of those up? No. Actually, got a DVD. I was going to bring it, and I forgot to bring it. I'll bring it to tomorrow. It's a beautiful movie from the mid '90s called Bad Boy Bubby. Bad Boy Bubby. What's that about? It is about a man. I think, from memory, I think it's Hugo Weaving, one of his first bigger movies. Anyway, he's a he's a man born, and he's stayed in his house or his apartment his whole life. He'd never left, never left the apartment, and he lived with his mum. Okay. Things start to go a little bit haywire. Like she has him believing that outside is poisonous gas, so if he goes outside the front door, then you'll die. A drama comedy. Yep. It is really fucking strange. But right. it's one of the movies you just have to keep watching. You have to see what happens next. And you have to see what happens next. That is definitely up my alley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that looks amazing from the picture. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a guy with uh, crossed arms over his bare chest, covered in tattoos with some kind of... Uh, like Western Revolver and Aviators on. Uh, crime drama written and directed by Andrew Dominic. The film stars Eric Bana. Yep. Wow. I think this was the the breakout role which got him in, in the US. Does it ever annoy you? Because like I, I've thought about about it a few times as a Canadian when you see so many of your own people like not getting in the way of capitalism love it go make your fucking money but we see great canadian talent go down to the states to work in hollywood but then they never come back to do any canadian projects like you guys have they follow mel gibson no shillers they're on mel gibson grew up in australia but he was born in new york You guys take no responsibility for that hot mess? We we take responsibility of him becoming a great actor. What he done after that was all up to him. (laughs) But he said said that never happened. You're going to retire his jersey once he has Lethal Weapon 6 out. (laughs) I think they were actually talking about doing another one. I'm glad they didn't. they, they, They had a good run. They had four great movies. The first one is so good. Oh, yeah. So So dark. Chopper. I can't wait to watch this one too. The uh, prison inmate. What's the line? The yard tells Mark not to cross the line. He's a, he's a bit of a looper, mate. Like he just he clicks and it just does some weird, strange shit. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So like Shirley Theron. It's Faith Hill, which is the one person Faith Hill's. Faith Hill. Yeah. What about her? There's some like uh, country singer. I yeah. Think. I know. I know who she is. Yeah, Iggy Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> the gangster <laughs> yeah uh, so do you think that like uh, uh, do you do you ever hope that Australians come back for Australian TV is Australian TV as devoid of good shit as Canadian TV is Australian TV doesn't pay mate that's the thing like when you, if you get the Hollywood that's where you want to stay you know, you get to the, the top. It's like going to the top level. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go back down for? It's like playing, if you're playing hockey, if you're playing on the highest level, why why you want to go drop a few divisions back down for? I mean, when it's the end of your career and, like, things are slowing down, like, you think of, like, uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, yep. You know, I guess Ryan Reynolds is still up there, but, like, there's still money to be made through Netflix. 
Like, why not yeah, get some true. more Aussie stories done? And then, you know, even if it's on Aussie TV first, then hits Netflix. The, the same way I think about Canadian TV. Well, they, they did try a couple of Australian movies, like with Nicole Kidman and the uh, Hugh Jackman. And it was called Australia, and it was a flop. Yeah. You know, it's... Oh, who wants to see so a movie the, the, based on a bunch of criminals? Exactly, like, it was Crocodile Dundee, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> Do that well i don't know then like how are you guys being so outpaced by new zealand and like taiko watiti he has put out some fucking insanely good stuff hey hey hey, hey. you think like, what about russell crowe yeah. actually he might be from new zealand <laughs> kind of thing. Shit. when you don't grow up surrounded by poisonous yeah, animals you, know you have done. time to work creatively Mate, we don't have time to fucking worry about which Australian star is going to be in Hollywood and if they're going to make another Australian movie. I just want to watch a fucking good movie, mate. I don't care. Yeah. Um, weird Australian laws. What do we got here? Uh, it is illegal to wear hot pink pants after midday on Sunday. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's an offense to possess 50 kilograms of potatoes in Western Australia. <laughs> Shit. Are you sure these are real? Uh, taxi cab... Well, the internet says it is. Taxi cabs in Queensland are required to carry a bale of hay in the trunk. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else, man. We uh, shot through that Bogan stuff a lot faster than I thought I would. we were going no, to, but right. that's fucking hilarious. That's right. We've got to keep the show rolling, man. Look. There's only so much, there's even so much bogan I can take before I say, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find a good Am I the Asshole. That's a, that's a pretty simple question, mate. You are a bit of an asshole. I am? Yeah. I thought I was a nice guy. Whatever well, makes you an asshole. We can't, I can't fault you for it. Fuck you, Chris. There you go. <laughs> Piece of shit. You gotta work on your calls, mate. When are you going to start calling people fuckwits? I'm trying to institute it here in Canada, but no one wants to pick it up. Yeah, you also tried to teach me how to say cunt properly, and I never got the handle. I I haven't said that. Just, you can go through the whole podcast. I haven't dropped the C-bomb yet, which is a probably a new record for me. This is my show. You're welcome to say it. I want to steal your thunder. You've already, you've already dropped the C-bomb, mate. If I drop it, it'd be like, you know, mic drop, Matt, and just walk out. Walk out your house. You do. Uh, it's oh, like, it's like released... watching cricket in Australia. <laughs> you don't sit there and watch the whole fucking game, mate. You watch the end of the day, the end of the end of the day, when they play the, the highlights for the day, you watch the five minutes, done. So is cricket just like the world's answer to how can we make baseball more fucking boring? Yes. <laughs> I find cricket is just fucking very boring, mate. It's, it, yeah, I think you enjoy it if you go to the game because you, you're there with your mates and you sink a few beers and you get to make a day of it. But when you sit there just watching the shit on TV, saying, oh, here we go. Oh, there's a ball. Oh, Warnie. Warnie. <laughs> Who died? Like, rest in peace, Warnie. It was a, it was a, it was a good bowler, mate, but... I didn't lose any sleep on it. <laughs> Fuck him. 
Is there any celebrity that you would be psyched to meet, like lose your mind over, have to go over, shake their hand? Yeah, I've I've thought about this before about a, a celebrity that that's got the wow factor, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't know. I really don't know. Like for me, I would love to meet Peter Cullen. Who's Peter Cullen? Peter Cullen's the man who voiced Optimus Prime in the original Transformers. Oh, okay. And he's voiced a lot of other characters. He's, he's done Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. He's mm. even even voiced the Predator. Oh, shit. In the Predator movies, one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he actually had a... He talked about it. It was at some... Uh, it was like a toy con or something like that. And he actually talked about the auditioning for that. And it was an interesting story. He was a... Uh, you know, he was a, obviously a very talented voice actor. And they were looking for someone to... To, to do the voice of the predator yeah so he said can i see a picture of this thing and they're like we can't because it's top secret it's a movie the the, the creature's secret for the movie he says well i, I how am i supposed to do a voice about a, a certain alien character if i don't know what they look like yeah because i want to just see what he looks like so i can sort of visualize what they would sound like so they eventually reluctantly let him see a, a picture of this predator. So he went into the sound booth and he went up to the microphone and started doing all the like the the, the, the producer of the show he, or the movie. He couldn't hear nothing. He's like, what the fuck's he doing? Like he was getting the shits. And the sound guy up there and he's like, he couldn't believe what he was hearing. He's like trying to get the producer. He's like, come in, come in, come check this out. Come check this out. So he walks up there with the shits thinking like, you know, this guy's fucked. And then five minutes later, he's walking downstairs like pretty much you got the job. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. What a cool like movie too. Uh, The alien itself to go with like kind of like a frog amphibian skin. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to play the uh, the predator. I've, I've seen him in the costume. I was talking with that about uh, the other crispy that's on this channel. Um, it's insane that the '80s macho mentality. If there would have been a few more of those guys that were willing to take a dive and lose a fight, the movies we could have gotten out of that era. But like, you can't basically put a Steven Seagal in a Jean Claude Van Damme movie because both of them need to win. And you can't put an Arnold with Sylvester. And, like, it wouldn't come until years later that they, they got over that to, like, oh, whatever yeah. just serves the movie. Oh, yeah. That, that was, like, the big rule. You know, the hero, he gets knocked down, but he doesn't he doesn't lose. He but, finds a way to win. Yeah. So many egos, mate. That's why <laughs> Predator was such a great movie. That was just... There was a lot of ego going into that. And, you know, you got Jesse Ventura, who just... Carl Weathers. Yeah, they just they were, they were just big and just fucking like I think they talked about in the documentary they they're beating each other to go to the gym to start doing weights. Carl <laughs> Weathers, he goes, he goes, I guess I know that Arnold Schwarzenegger will come in at at four thirty in the morning. He goes, I'll get there at four fifteen, throw some water on myself to make it look like I'm sweating, and by the time he's walking in there, I'm already like <laughs> he's thinking I've been here for like an hour pushing weights. That's fucking amazing. It's too bad, uh, Carl Weather. Well, is Carl Weather still working? Yeah, he's uh, Mandalorian right now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's Fantastic actor. Fucking mate. amazing. Oh, he's great. He's still swole. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah. Jesse Ventura in that movie, too. Yeah, he do you was think, so good. Do you think The Mandalorian saved the Star Wars franchise? I absolutely do. I, like, uh, we had an earlier recording today, yeah. and I uh, was talking about that. And I think that... Um, they understood unlike anybody that was involved in the prequel trilogies, including George Lucas and the people that were involved in the following trilogy, what star Wars is about the tone, the way the jokes are supposed to land. They, uh, the mixing in CGI is fine. If you put it into a world that feels real and putting serving the story first is always the most important thing to happen like and and not you don't give me a fucking monologue like I was, I was pointing to like when he walks down into the underground and all obviously there's all these Mandalorians and you get the impression that the world thinks there's only one Mandalorian in this entire region of space yep. and there's like an entire city of them living in the sewers and there's children running around with Mando helmets on and you and I can have a conversation on like the fuck do you think is happening here? Like, is this an indoctrination center? Yeah. Are they on the run? Is this an established city? city? Yeah. That's that's what the original Star Wars was all about. Like, how does the lightsaber work? Is it the force that powers it? Is it yeah. this? Is it that? And we're not given any direct answers right away. No. Or if ever. We're yeah. just, here it is. And that was what saved it for me. Holy shit, John Favreau. I, I just, I remember him from Swingers. I remember him from his other roles. Yep. And um, so I was doing doing some research on it. And I was reading up like, so Kathleen Kennedy heard the pitch from Jon Favreau on what he wanted to do. And this is at the height of everything happening with the Marvel Universe. Yep. And she's like, uh, I want you to meet with Paul Dini. Uh, he's the guy that was in charge of the Clone Wars. Have you watched the, the cartoon? I haven't, Matt. I, I do want to watch it. I just haven't got around to watch it. So good. So... Paul Dini is at Skywalker Ranch, and John Favreau is at the ranch as well. Yep. I don't understand why. Like, there just must be the best technology and studio there. Yeah, but they're... he's putting together the Lion King. So as he's putting together the Lion King, he'd work for his eight to ten hours a day. Yep. And then he'd walk out, and him and Paul Dini would sit down and start writing The Mandalorian. Yikes. And then the next day he would go and like for hours they would just play around doing this and then he would go back and he would do the Lion King again. Is and that they, that real life Lion King one? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell that the director was a little bit distracted. Yeah. yeah I, I, I took my wife and kid to the the drive with the drive-in. Yeah. And I, I think I maybe watched twenty minutes of it and I was just like, you know, I just want to go to sleep. This is just it's it's murder. Was it the same as the original Lion King, or just? It was to a degree, but like the the the, the lions, they couldn't get the facial expression, the talking. They just look look like cats just moving their lips. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't recall too much of it. You know, when you're just that not into watching a movie, you really just don't give two fucks. Yeah, I got an episode coming up soon. I'm writing a, a one of the original versions of my show was called The Midnight Owl. I'd cover conspiracy theories and stuff. Yep. But uh, what I'm doing is uh, I'm bringing it back just whenever I feel like writing one. So this one's going to be on the Uncanny Valley. Uh. 1970s a robotics professor in japan discovered the more that he made a robot look human or have human features yep 
the more people liked it. To a certain point, when it approximated a human, people fucking hated it. Felt really uncomfortable by it. Disgusted by it. So, like, they're coming into the uncanny valley in video games right now. We're like, um, do you remember L.A. Noir? Where, like, the faces were too photorealistic, but, like, it didn't look right? Yep. That's the uncanny valley. They, uh, in Shrek, they had to go back in and tone down uh, the princess because they made her too, look too human originally. Yep. And then they had to cartoon her up because little girls in the screenings were fucking bawling and losing their minds because it was just so frightening. It didn't look right. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, same with Polar Express. That's why people hate that movie too much. Uh, so much. They say that, like... The, the facial expressions just aren't quite right and it's yeah. too human. Yeah. Another one is, uh, I, I didn't, I knew that the movie made me feel uncomfortable and I didn't like it. But until I, I was doing this research, I came across the uh, Final Fantasy movie. Okay. Like, it was just too high, too high res, too too close to human without being human. Yep. What about that? Was it Alita? Alita Battle Angel? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why they gave her the anime eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, anime is real popular, mate. You're, you're serving the anime community. They love that shit. <laughs> I love anime too, mate. I've, I've watched a few shows, man. And fuck, they have some brilliant storytelling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, which ones have you checked out that you were impressed by so far? Death Note. Death Note. I watched the Death Note show. Which one's that? That's the one where the kid gets some book. Mm-hmm. From, uh, from some sort of demon sort of thing, and if you write write a person's name that you that you see, yeah. If you write their name, you have to spell it with all these rules. We have to spell it correctly. You write how they're gonna die. Oh, cool! And if you don't write how they're gonna die, I think within sixty seconds they just have a heart attack. Oh shit! So he starts off knocking off criminals, rapists, murderers, people about to go on trial. He's like, well, he deserves to die. Write the name. The next thing you know, they die on national television. Oh God! Yeah, it, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant show. I'm guessing there's like a slow corruption to it as well. Nah, it's just like the the, the kid that has the book. He's like, he's a real smart kid. He's like top of the country, like with his schooling. Yeah. So you know, he could have been anything. He could have been like a neurosurgeon or you know something something really good. But he, instead, he gets this book and he starts. Dictating, so well, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna create this world the way I want it to be. Oh shit! Yeah. You once told me a story, and I guess the laws in uh, Australia are a little bit different. There's a uh, prostitution is legal. Yes. Legal in certain areas. It is. So, like, if I just flew out there, are they as poisonous as all of the animals there? Ah, uh, yes and no, mate. Just gotta wrap that puppy up, mate. You'd be right. <laughs> Lots of penicillin. Double layer. But, but there's like brothels and shit? Yep. Well, I think with prostitution, like, they, they can't be outside advertising. Oh, uh, okay. So they got to establish houses or businesses and you got to go up, you know, knock on the door and say, show me, show me the produce <laughs> and then go from there. Is, is there, like... Hmm. Have you ever dated someone and found out? Like, is it like a big deal if a girl was uh, rooting around there for a while? Or I think everyone's got their own opinion on that. <laughs> like me, I wouldn't care. Like, it's like if you if you if you if you're done with that sort of lifestyle, great. 
if you're not, then, well, I really have to think my life choice about this, you know. Do yeah. I want to be with someone who's going to be knocking off old Joe Blow whenever? Hey, we go in to work and get fucked by our boss just in a different way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, There's always solutions for that, man. You can always take the old fuse box out of the... Okay, this is this is where I was leading to. There is a story you told me about your childhood hijinks that like blew me away. And I I don't know how to get us into it gracefully, so I'm just gonna ask you. Did you attack a brothel with an axe? No, no. My friends and I went to a known brothel, which was just a house. So it wasn't like a, a, a commercial building, it was just a house. And we decided to pull the fuse out of the fuse <laughs> box. <laughs> and when we done that, we had a lady come running out of the house with an axe, chasing <laughs> us with the axe as we ran to the car laughing. <laughs> so you're old enough to drive at this point. Oh, yeah. I think we're about 17, 18. <laughs> She just had an axe? That's yeah, the worst I... weapon to defend yourself with. Well, probably the first thing she grabbed was probably like, you know, it was right there on the wall ready to go. It's a good deterrent, though. <laughs> Don't fuck with my girls. I have an axe. I've got a fucking axe here. <laughs> <laughs> Chop these little bastards down. <laughs> Did you get into many hijinks back in the day like that? Oh, yeah, we used to get up to the old... A little bit of riffraff here and there, but I think I think we all did when we were kids. I don't want to, like, inspire a new generation to doing the same sort of stupid shit that I used to do. The good thing when I was that age, cameras weren't... There were no yeah. cameras around, mate. Cameras are the worst. Everywhere. Yeah. And even, like, your, your own friends or your mates, they'll videotape something, think it's the funniest shit, put on Facebook, next thing you know, cops are knocking on your door. Yeah. We got we got the video, blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine being a rock star now? Like, you can't have groupies. You can't have anybody backstage. I've, Not I've that actually I... heard about this. Like, this is, I, I remember, I can't remember who, what celebrity said it, but he said that, he goes, my other friends, they bring girls in, and they will record the whole session. I've heard about this too. Just, just for, just in case they try to say some bullshit. So yep. no, this is what happened because I got the videotape. It's not because they want to have memories of what happened. They're just mm. trying to cover their own ass. Just goes into the archive. Exactly. <laughs> into a hard drive that is not connected to the internet because everybody's getting fucking hacked left, right, and center. <laughs> I hope they're smart enough to know that. But, hmm. Yeah, cameras are a bad idea. I've even found myself doing that. Like, I tried to uh, do a few videos with just, like, candid, only on me. Not facing anyone else, like no one else's faces really on it. But I did yep. one with you with your face. But like, hey, like check us out, blah blah blah. Which it is the most cringy thing that I've done. And this is coming from a guy that you can look over and see his pokeballs and large Star Wars figure collection. Yes, it is very nice collection. I, I, I don't know. Like I was recording. I asked everybody's permission before I recorded. And, you know, no one said anything horrific or awful that could get their job into jeopardy or anything. But, yep. uh, you know, am I the guy that ruins private conversations of us just fucking around by trying to manipulate that into fucking internet clout? Like, mm. that's fucking weird. Yeah. I just, I don't know how to promote us any other way. 
Yeah, it's true. Like, <laughs> you just got to be careful not to show certain emblems of, yeah. of anything when you're making a recording because any bullshit like that, they, they, they just jump on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm in no way representing any possible employers. It's just, uh, I don't know. It just happens to be at the place of work. Yeah. Where the conversation takes place. <laughs> like many other conversation. Oh, my God. We've had some great ones. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, years ago, we used to read, like, well, I used to read a, a, a magazine called Picture Magazine come out every week. It was, like, smart. They like, they had the girls with their tops off. They didn't show the downstairs part, but you see the girls pretty much were just wearing a bikini. Yeah. Taking their gear off, and they got funny stories, this and that. We called them smash mags. You know, if you understand. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> I don't see anything like that anymore. I don't know if they ever even had them in Canada. No. Nothing? Nothing like that? Uh, Not that I remember, but then again, I was the generation that first discovered internet porn. I think that fucking damaged a lot of people well they, they actually say that like places where a lot of porn is watched the rape and crime rate drop significantly yeah but you have to leave the house sometimes you know what i mean like <laughs> uh, everyone wants a subway I, sandwich every now and then yeah i'm not saying that uh in no way i'm advocating rape by uh counteracting that point that's fantastic that it's lower in areas that people watch porn they're a little less repressed and all that shit but also you need to go out and deal with women's annoyances that's good life. Oh, I'm, that I'm sounds. I'm a married like... man, mate, and my wife nags the fuck out of me. Oh, like, I she doubt she that. says she doesn't, but women don't understand the male mind. We don't want to be bothered. <sighs> Anything. No. Like something like, like I could see that thing on the ground there, the, the 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 cheese stick for your dog. Yep. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. No, wouldn't it cross your mind? But if you if you here and you have a wife and she'd be looking at that thing and. Tim gonna pick that up. Yeah. When's he, when's he gonna pick it up? When? When? I'll and come. then eventually, five five minutes later, she'll pick it up. Yeah. With the shits. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's that like, I I'll leave a fork or something like that in the the sink, and then I'll get like the quiet commentary of, can can you wash that? Like I can't go to sleep and like if I'm thinking about that. Exactly. I just, I don't give a shit about it, it. but we have to overcome that because, (laughs) (laughs) and like not to circle back to the uncanny Valley, but the only reason I can imagine that these fucking scientists want to make, uh, robots that look human is so that they can fuck them and not deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I get it. But that doesn't push the human race forward. And women have so many great attributes that make us better. That it, like you have to deal with that a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Like my wife knows me better than I know myself. I, I went. That's without a doubt. Without mm-hmm. a doubt. It's just the commentary, the constant commentary. <laughs> you know, when you got someone narrating just... your life, you're like, just shut up. Give me a minute. I just want to watch the movie, man. I don't need to hear about the fucking <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, did you pick another fight with somebody at work today? I'm uh, sure they're the worst. 
Oh, I hate that. I hate when she comes home from work with the shits because she's something up on work and I have to deal with it for the rest of the day. <laughs> ah. I've got myself in trouble so many times with women that uh, they'll start telling me about their problems. And then being a guy, I think you understand this. When I offer up a problem, when guys are willing to go to their friends with issues, it's like, all right, man, we're all sitting around the table. Let's start trying to problem solve this issue. If you're having a problem with anything, an interpersonal problem, a problem with your fucking car, everybody's going to start offering up solutions. Then calling you a piece of shit and a like and a garbage human being for not being able to solve your own problems. Yep. But you know, like also, everyone's actively working towards like, well, let's fix this problem because it's a problem. Yep. What was explained to me by a woman once before was, I know what the problem is. I know what the solution is. I just want to talk about the problem. I don't need you to offer me solutions. And it blew my fucking mind. I'm like, then why are you telling me this? <laughs> just because I want to yeah. talk. Doesn't mean I want to listen. <laughs> exactly right, man. You know, they had it right in the 50s. There's a... There's an article that gets circulated every once in a while. I said it on a on a chat mm-hmm. about the the proper proper woman etiquette for when their man comes home after work, and it's all about you know make sure you're dressed nice and got the kids all quietened down and make sure the sounds low and tend to his needs. <laughs> that's what guys. That's what we want. They had it. They had it in the fifties, and then somewhere down the line, it went. And then we're just fucked. We're never going to get it back. <laughs> Do you want a shovel? <laughs> nah, my wife, she will never listen to this, mate. Yeah, she'll never make an hour and 24 in. Nope. Um, you know, I think, like, we were, we're talking, and uh, just to be absolutely clear, because you had mentioned earlier that you thought, like, you can't not work. That's not in you. Nope. If... If it was only one person of a couple working, I would make a great stay-at-home husband. Oh, I would take care of every one of my wife's needs. She comes yeah. home on the weekend, her car would be fucking detailed. Grass would be nice. Everybody better left like leftovers too, because Sunday I'll cook three casseroles, divide it up, and then reheat that shit every night. Find a new way. Put in a wrap. Yeah. Put a casserole in a wrap. Yeah. Wonder Bread wraps, mate. They're fucking. They're good for everything. Welcome to Tim's restaurant. You can have shepherd's pie, chicken Alfredo, or go fuck yourself. What would you like? <laughs> but would you want to give up the bachelor lifestyle, mate? I think so for the right girl. I think I'd do nah, well. See, I used to think the same, and then I got married, and my father said, "Son, don't ever get married." I thought, ah, what does he know? <laughs> Apparently, he knew a lot. <laughs> I should have fucking listened. You don't like having that person to go on adventures with, and yeah, your voice got very high but, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, honey, I love you. You know that. <laughs> you hit a different octave. No, the dog just it, woke up in the other room. It's, it's a, it's a freedom thing. You know, you can't just get up whenever you want, or go to bed whenever you want, and do what the fuck you want. It's always. You have to, you have to report in. It's like reporting to the warden if you. So yes, I've been behaving myself. Yes, I cleaned this, and yes, I done that, and 
nah, I'm not doing this and yes, I'm doing that. I thought I was insane for thinking that way. That like, I just, sometimes if I get home from work like a half an hour late, I don't want any kind of conversation about like, did you send a text message before you left? Did you let me know where you were going? Like, and it's not that person's mad at you. It's not that that person is concerned where you were. Yep. That person just wants to be a part of that part of your life too. And I've been single for so long, Chris. I don't know if I could properly respect that other that woman <laughs> by like being able to maintain that conversation. And I hope that I can grow and I can find a beautiful, lovely woman that I can like honestly be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just stopped off with my friends or no i cried in the driveway for a while because i fucking loathe being right. in here and having this conversation report in you have to report in there's uh, sometimes I, I sort of know when like my wife knows what time i finish work and if i'm not home by that you know within the hour she's like where is he and she'll send me a message <laughs> uh, i you... know i'm all right she doesn't know i'm all right so i understand that Usually I'm driving, so I don't get the text back, which is, you know, illegal to text, so. Have you ever gotten the, uh, like, you, you just get something out of the fridge, going to eat it, and like the, huh. What? Oh, you you probably enjoy that a lot more if you heated it up. <laughs> that, nah, she doesn't say that. That say, fucking drives me nuts, because like, I'm pretty well aware of what. Well, <laughs> if, if there's pizza in the fridge, I don't want to put on a plate and put on the microwave i just pull it out the fridge and just smash it as is you eating that cold i said yeah <laughs> did you put it in the fridge <laughs> don't be a smart ass <laughs> years and years years and years the same conversation could come up oh. when do you think you would give up on it <laughs> oh man and the thing is like i'm sort of known as a little bit of a shit stirrer mm-hmm so I, I tend to shit stir my wife, and for some reason she always bites. <laughs> she always bites. Very rarely she doesn't, but she always ends up biting. <laughs> I'm not getting shit for it. Any good ones? Ah, uh, yeah. Usually just I just like to annoy her. <laughs> you know, it's just it's nothing major. It's just something so minute, and I'll just play on it for a bit, and you can just feel that nerve. <laughs> feel that nerve you're just plucking it like a guitar string you think should I go for a few other fucking strings here I, I think I could I think I could uh, go for being with somebody I don't know it would be nice to be able to do things because when you're single and like I, it doesn't really bother me I've gotten used to it but it would be nice to like go to brunch mm. if you're the single guy at brunch you stand out like a sore throat oh yeah that's why you don't like real men don't fucking brunch mate Fuck Real you. men don't go to brunch. When's the last time you've been to a good brunch? I've never, I've never had brunch. Before. Oh, that's the words of a man that's never been to brunch. Imagine this: you wake up, it's about ten o'clock. You're a little bit hungover, but like not bad, bad. Yeah. And you roll in. You got some fucking. You get your plate, and there's like a little couple of pieces of fresh fruits, melon, and then you get your eggs, your sausage, your bacon, nice and greasy, and then. Oh, you want a Bloody Mary with that? Yeah, I'm going to have a Caesar. Jesus. You get like a little bit of the hair of the dog. And you're full of that grease. And you're going to destroy something later. Either yourself or the bathroom. No one knows. But like, it's... 
brunch is perfect. <laughs> There's no expectations. Sounds like an excuse to start fucking drinking. That's what it sounds like to me. It is. It is. And that's why it's especially sad if you're by yourself, hungover, and starting to drink at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I, it's very rare that I start drinking beers or anything alcoholic after a night of being on the piss. Like, fuck. I'm talking like I do, but it's been years. Years since that version of me has been around. I don't think you've even seen me violently drunk yet. No, waiting for the work Christmas party for that. We'll see if it comes out. We'll see, we'll see if we have a party. I don't even know if I can drink anymore. I have like two beers and I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I need a lot down. <laughs> You're in your 30s, mate. You just gotta fucking push, push past that point. I don't know if I'm capable of it. Well, it's just me and the dog. That's why it'd be nice to have someone here. Someone to be concerned about me if I was yeah. curled up on the floor trying not to puke in my sleep. <laughs> Put a tail down. Put a tail. Okay, the, there was an argument at work the other day, and I, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the recordings, but uh, Brandon, yep, Danny, they were advocating for eating in bed. Do you eat in bed? Sometimes. It's not my preferred way to eat. What do you... I can't even imagine it. It just does not cross my mind. I find it disgusting, the idea of, like, going to sleep and then you got, like, some kind of shit-covered bowl or plate on your nightstand beside you or, like, in Dandy's case, he's got, like, a bunch of trash just piled (laughs) up and, like, wrappers rolling around on the floor. You know, there's certain... There's certain etiquette or rules you have when you're eating in bed right? mm-hmm. like say you're eating crackers you don't just take a nibble on the crackers because you know that shit's going to flake everywhere mate you got to put the whole cracker in the gob mate <laughs> close the shop the, the, the key is avoiding the crumbs avoiding the crumbs if you're gonna if you're gonna smash a bag of doritos mate yeah. you gotta you gotta put that whole dorito on your mouth mate Close the shop and then you can munch it up. Do you have a tea towel or are you just like wiping your greasy fucking Cheeto fingers all over the goddamn blankets <laughs> like an well, animal? No, see, that's that's another thing. You can't be touching. Like you got your dedicated munching on the fucking shit hand and your dedicated remote hand. <laughs> like the remote hand can hold the bag of chips, but it cannot be touching the chips. I don't know. I just I can't imagine eating in bed and like feeling happy about it. But there's like waking up and like well, I'm gonna go make my coffee while I bring my dishes to the dishwasher. It's common sense, mate. You gotta you gotta plan. If I'm gonna eat in bed, you gotta try and economize yourself to make as little mess as possible because you know you'd be brushing them fucking sheets out for days. <laughs> <laughs> Fried potatoes. I'm all about those squares. You get the proper dipping mechanism for that. You can dip a little bit in your egg, dip a little bit in the ketchup, go for the maple syrup, be saucy about it. Ne- I've never this. even considered putting maple syrup on a hash brown. Hey, man, it's on the plate. Go for it. No, but it's savory. You don't add that sweet shit to it. Oh. Why do you have to put fucking maple syrup on every fucking thing? Because it's in our veins, bud. I know it's in your veins, you, but fuck Your it. son is going to come home, and he's <laughs> going to be some kind of maple syrup sucking <laughs> weirdo, <laughs> tapping trees and shit in the backyard, and you're going to have to learn to love that. You even got maple maple-flavored bacon. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I don't like it. I don't know. Like, why? There's no fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. It's the only identity we have left anymore. <laughs> it's... 
Maple syrup meat? Canadian bacon. It's just ham, isn't it? It's fried ham, and there's a difference. There's a (laughs) fucking difference. Female bacon is way different, my friend. We put cornmeal on ours, and that makes it bacon. (laughs) Firing some strong fucking shots from across the table right now. Hey, look, we we can't just, you know... Having this international conversation without throwing a few fucking jabs. Absolutely. And that's what I find with all my other shows is we're way too nice to each other. We're afraid of hurting each other's feelings. So nah. I think that uh, we need a little bit more antagonism on the show. That's right. People want to people hear that. They want to hear the shit fights, mate. Yeah. They don't want to hear people getting along. They want to hear people having a fucking argument. That's why I invited someone who was descended from criminals. Exactly. You know any things I've put in my pocket since I've been here? <laughs> That's why I put everything that was expensive away. <laughs> You're a smart man. <laughs> Mum's upstairs with a rifle right now, just guarding the china. You're a smart man, mate, but this computer chair's coming with me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, that <laughs> your jacket was on the chair. Your chair isn't already, the jacket. I'm, I'm already trying to hide it under my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my jacket's on your chairs. You don't notice me swinging it out the door. Well, I think we might end it here. Uh, this was a ton of fun. Thank you so much yeah, for stopping was. by the Owl's Nest. I wonder if I wonder if anyone's actually going to listen to this shit to the end. An hour and 38 minutes. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it'll probably be about an hour after cutting. I, f- I think you should... <laughs> I think you should like send someone like a twenty dollar gift voucher to anyone that can actually finish the fucking podcast. I think the like only two consistent listeners is uh, Brian and Brandon, which is pretty awesome that they they've stuck with it. They listen to a bunch of different episodes. They actually give them feedback. Uh, but okay, dude, Marg, she was like, "Hey Tim, like you're always working on this. Just tell me the name of your show, and I'm gonna give it a listen." So I gave her the Couch Critics Canada yep. like stuff and told her. Listen to the first episode. If it's not for you, that's fine, but uh, any feedback you have. And she's like, uh, message me again on the Sunday. She's like, hey, I'm going to go to my son's place. Can you send me a link to your show again? So I was like, oh, she's she's really wanting to listen. She's not just being nice. Yep. So here you go, Marg. Both days, I was in extruding, and I saw Marg all the time. Not once did she bring up the show. I think she fucking hated it. I think she fucking hated it. You think she lasted five minutes? I'll have, I'll have to go back and have a listen for the fifth time of your first episode. Nah, just bounce around to different shows, bro. Oh, fair enough. Do you like like is like titles for like hot topic you talk about or just? Yeah, we tend to, but uh, you know, but on the Bearded and Board channel. So I have two different channels going right now. Yep. Beard and Board is my experimental channel where I have a bunch of different hosts on. That's where you'll be. And we just try out different shows. And that's where I get the most amount of my experience. And then Couch Critic Canada is more focused on film and yep. pop culture. But that's so that we can bring in listeners, hopefully, by being a little bit more focused. They can know what to expect. And we also do, like, top five lists. Like, top five fast food burgers, top five romantic comedies. Stuff like that. Okay. Oh, man, if it works. If you enjoy doing it, fucking keep on doing it. Even if you've got 10 listeners, mate, for the whole life. Yeah. Just do it. And you know what? If that's all it ever is, I'm happy. Because at the end of the year, I can 
say like, hey, like this, you know, like if I was a whittler, I could yep. show you the things that I have whittled. This is me whittling. Like it's mm. it's a fun hobby and having people down to just bullshit with has been amazing. But what about like, from what I see lately, like, you know, you got all these fucking TikTok and reels. It's all like videos are like 30 seconds to a minute long. Yep. Do they do people do podcasts like a like a five minute or ten minute podcast or everyone does like a oh fuck man I the current thinking right now is to get away from longer form podcasts because yeah. they've done research and they can show that people listen largely on their drive to or from work yep. so people's on average drive to work is fifteen minutes. So they're trying to get podcasts down to that 15-minute sweet spot so you can have a beginning, middle, and end in 15 minutes, Yep. and you're there. Sure, if your format is is that, and you can serve it well and serve your audience well, but that's, to me, if you're just doing it to fit into that format because that's what you think you should be doing, Yep. that's part of like the corporations coming in, moving in, and trying to find mm. audiences to make profits off of yeah that's true i uh but you I, could like you I, can make like snippets like you know we, yeah. we cover so many topics ranging it, from two minutes to 10 minutes long yeah you might find something that's like you know what this is fucking comedy gold and this is an eight minute clip yeah or, or if i found a, a two minute clip or sorry like a minute clip i could put it over a picture and then put it on instagram yep. and then you could kind of have it that way but that would imply that anything that we've said so far tonight was funny that's a big call (laughs) Um, that's a big call (laughs) did you enjoy this is this something that you'd ever do again you know I would I would probably not so late (laughs) maybe when we're sort of mid oh shit you know I'll say late already yeah that's right. so I I have to message the wife before I leave now Oh. She's going to say, where is he? Where is he? You said it'd be him by now. Is she up worrying about you right now? No, not really. Yeah. Well, we're off on the same days too, so if you're yeah. ever uh, wanting to drop by midday, and I probably would aim for like an hour, so we could just yeah. throw around a couple of topics. I'll and be in. And if your listeners want me to come back, email like, us at beardedandboard.gmail.com. Like <laughs> Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Don't forget to make a comment and subscribe. Doesn't it feel like fucking cringy to even say that out loud? Oh, no, like, you know, we've got, we've got to end this show, but i got to say, I hate when fucking people on YouTube have to say that shit. Yeah. Like, video, like, subscribe. It's like, fucking YouTube's been around for over 20 years. We all know what the fucking do. Yeah. Well, it's the call to action because a lot of people never think, dude, there's so many fucking articles of fucking people that haven't done shit that'll tell you how to do your shit. And that's always what they say. Don't forget. Don't forget to like. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Please reach out and let Chris know how much you loved having him on the show because this was a ton of fun. Cheers. Bye.